Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Resilient Health Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Darren Ingalls, and my guest today is Dr. Ryan Wolfert. He's a chiropractic physician in Lansing, Michigan. Are you in Lansing or East Lansing? Lansing, yeah. <laughs> and Dr. Wolfert, you know, has a lot of great tips on basically, you know, living healthier lives. I know he, as a chiropractic physician, you deal a lot dealing with pain syndrome. So I want to talk a little bit about that, but maybe let's kick this off and just tell us a little bit about how did you kind of come to do what you do? You know, there's, you know, I look back and there's been a, a few, you know, tipping points, you know, turning points. The first one was, you know, and I'll sh shoot by this, but I was in the eighth grade and had my first migraine headache, essentially. I didn't know what it was. You know, I was eighth grade, 13 years old, sitting in class, and I all of a sudden couldn't see out of my right eye. And then numbness and tingling down my arm. And again, I didn't know what it was. And then come, come to find out about uh, 30 minutes later, I got the worst headache I've ever had. I've had headaches before, but again, I just thought it was a really, 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 really bad headache. Uh, then I, you know, just went home, went to sleep, probably took some, you know, my mom probably gave me some uh, Tylenol or something like that. And guess what? It happened again next week or the, the week after. So I went to the, this was all, all when I was at school, went to the school office, asked the uh, secretary, you know, do you have any ibuprofen or Tylenol? Cause I'm about to get a horrible headache. And what she said changed the course of my health life. And she said, you know, I, I can't give that to you. But uh, it sounds like you have a pinched nerve. Maybe you should go see a chiropractor. I'm like, <laughs> what? I mean, I'm 13 years old. It's not like I was going to drive myself there. But what, and she just didn't stop there. She's like, all right. I, I, she called my mom to come pick me up. She told my mom. My mom then took me to the, the chiropractor that was close to us. And it was, you know, the secretary's chiropractor as well. And, you know, and looking back, that's started making everything simpler because he took some x-rays. He showed my mom and myself the x-rays and showed me exactly where. And what I remember him saying was, your head's on crooked, <laughs> you know, because it was tipped there. And I remember getting my first adjustment, fireworks going off, like, holy cow, feel, you know, he's like, feel the, feel your face. And just all the circulation comes back to my face. You know, it wasn't right then that I decided, oh, this is what I'm going to do. You know, it, take some time to learn. So that was one of those first tipping points. And through a course, you know, throughout my high school career, I, I found that it helped with my mood, my performance in, you know, sports, basketball, baseball, whenever I was playing. Uh, and the mood part, my mom would always say, when I was getting ornery, that's when she needed to take me to the, to get an adjustment. <laughs> so we did that, um, you know, and then through college, it, it led me into what's called kinesiology, you know, study of human movement. And that was another turning point where, okay, I went to University of Michigan, uh, School of Kinesiology, Movement Science, and there's a lot of different areas you can go into, right? Athletic training, pre-med, um, physical therapy. But again, I was like, I'm going to go into chiropractic. So I plan on that, did that, uh, and, you know, went graduated from Michigan, went to chiropractic college, and I wanted to stay involved in sports. So I did my certification as a sports physician, but there was still like, the stress was still adding up on my body, right? And on my brain. So 
as that was happening, I was like, okay, you know, something was still missing. So then I started into more, because I was always fit and active and working out. So that wasn't an issue, but I could always eat what I wanted, or I thought I could eat what I wanted, which I'm sure a lot of the audience feels like. And you don't, it's with certain foods with me, it wasn't like I was getting a stomach ache or anything like that, but I would, I look back at pictures and I was puffy, right? Because that inflammation in my body. And so I remember this was another turning point in practice. Now we had a, you know, integrated practice had a health coach or have a health, had a health coach in our office. And I remember her saying something that this is what will be the next tipping point after the nutrition part was the whole beliefs that we have, right. About health, about what's good for us and what's not. And I grew up thinking that milk drinking a half a gallon of milk a day, because I'm in farm country and grew up in farm country. And my, my grandpa was a, a dairy farmer and my dad was, you know, grew up on a dairy farm. And so, so I was like, she said, you know, I always equated that with, that's why I healed so fast. You know, I have a stress fracture in my foot and I was, I was better in two or three weeks. Little did I know that didn't have really a whole lot to do with it. It was the other things that I was doing, but she's like, you know, I, you know, dairy is just as inflammatory as what, like wheat and, you know, uh, flour, you know, those types of things. I was like, right. Nuh-uh. You know, I had that belief system, but you know what? My wife, she was struggling with her health and, uh, she would get bloated when she had certain foods. So we went on like the whole 30, this was, uh, 2014 ish. Uh, so I was like, all right, let's do it. And guess what? My migraines, headaches, aches and pains, that puffiness that I had, that inflammation went away. And so right there, that's like, okay, again, simple nutrition. We think things are simple by taking a pill or, you know, finding the newest shiny thing, but we just have to stick with the basics most of the time. And even if we have a chronic disease, we still have to continue to perform these basics of healthy living. Uh, so that led me into, okay, uh, mindset work. Okay. Why don't we do the things that we know are healthy? And it's not about, it is about doing, but it's also about our belief systems that we create throughout our life. Just like my belief system was that, oh, dairy has helped me to heal. It helped me to heal faster than what the normal mortal would do, which is ridiculous. (laughs) And so, but whether that's true or not, that was my belief. And so that led me down the, the path into eliminate your limit system. It's uh uses four pillars and we talk about that. And I have the founder of that on my summit upcoming everyday solutions for living a long, healthy life. Cause I, I wanted to bring that to people. So that's a, like a short version of shorter version of how I got started. And this, you know, all started like 20 some years ago on this, this process. You know, it's funny you talk about dairy. You said half a gallon. Gosh, I think I drank a gallon of milk a day. You know, it was the four food groups growing up, you know, in the 70s and the 80s that that was the staple of of everything. And of course, it was believed that, you know, builds your bones and makes you stronger and better. And it's funny because as a teen, I was I was very tall from a very early age. And I think I hit 6'2 by the time I was 13 or 14 years old. 
thinking I was going to be six, eight, six, nine, and have this great professional basketball career, but I had terrible knee problems. And every time I would play sports, my knees would swell like balloons. And my parents, God bless them, took me to see the guy who was the team doctor for the LA Lakers. And he did two knee surgeries on me, which ended up not being very successful. And then of course, many years later, after medical school, learning about food allergies and sensitivities and eliminating dairy from my diet, it's like all my joint pain went away. And looking back as a kid, I'm like, wow, you know, I was having a food reaction. I just didn't recognize it. And that was a major contributor to having these swollen, painful knees every time I played sports. But boy, just that lack of recognition and understanding. I, I can't blame my parents. I think, you know, a lot of parents didn't know then. I think even today, you know, I, I don't know that people really fully appreciate how the impact of food, you know, we think of food allergies being this, you know, anaphylactic severe reaction, but these very subtle things that happen. And I'm sure you see it in your practice. You know, it seems like we've got more and more people becoming sensitive to their world. And, you know, we get these, you know, often pretty significant reactions. And especially like in my field of work, people come in with pain, right? Whether it's back pain, neck pain, uh, hip pain, knee pain, whatever it is. And it's a physical symptom. So they think that it's something physically that they're doing incorrectly or like they slept right. wrong. That, that's the big one, which <laughs> everybody sleeps wrong, I guess. Uh, they, or, you know, they didn't do anything different. And what they mean by that is they didn't bend down or they didn't, you know, they didn't lift a thousand pound weight by mistake. You know, they don't right. see, okay, there could be a physical repetitiveness. But what I see more and more is, it's a biochemical thing. It's your, your body, it all goes together and we can, again, posture is a huge part of it. That's one of the, uh, the uh, foundations that we use, but we also have to address the chemical component that we're putting into our body. I end up use different analogies to get them to understand, just like you said, that foods have an effect on us physically, but we just don't equate that. And one that I, so, you know, food is essentially chemical messages, correct? Right. It's telling your body, like, how, like, what, it's the raw materials and how to feel and how to perform in this and that. Well, if the, you don't on those things, then why are you taking medications? Why are you taking, uh, like, uh, ibuprofen or over the counter medications or prescription medications? Because essentially, those are chemical messengers that are telling body how to feel so that your body treats those in a similar way as food. So if you're eating foods that are inflammatory, are, uh, you know, you're sensitive to just like we were, and we still, are. I mean, I'm still sensitive to it. If I have way too much of it, I can get away with it a little bit, but you know, if I have wheat, that, that's my, for migraines or headaches or immobility, if I have wheat or grain or too many grains, I, I can tell a difference there. Peanuts, for example, my, I, I love peanuts and I had to, I pretty much gave those up just because I didn't want to be all stuffy and I didn't want a, a runny nose every time I, I had something like that because I knew it was affecting me physically. But back to this is, is helping them to use simple concepts like that to understand this is how food affects you. And it's not just the one time that we explain it. And this is, can be the frustrating part because I know I don't learn anything the, the first time I hear it, just like that whole dairy thing. I thought forever 
that it was okay helping me when in fact it was hindering me. And, and so that's why I'm happy uh, to be on here and with you, uh, Doc, is just to get this word there, help people hear it over and over again, because, you know, talking about pain and pain syndromes, I mean, it's, what is it? It's the leading cause of disability in, in, in our country. And I've patients and friends and family and colleagues who've healed themselves of chronic pain, whether it's rheumatoid arthritis, whether it's, uh, you know, neuropathies or fibromyalgia, nutrition has a huge effect on it. Exercise, posture and spine and nervous system health, it, it like breathing, think you know, your thoughts. And that's what I mean by those, these simple things that we do we, we, in what this summit that I have coming up is based on is what are the things that we do? And what are the functions that we perform day after day after day that, you know, we just because we're doing them and performing them, like breathing, like thinking, like walking, like standing, like pooping, doesn't mean we're doing them in a healthier, effective way. So that's the, you know, just a, a comment on that whole food and nutrition and affecting the physical parts of our body, can, you know, obviously causing pain because it causes inflammation. Well, I like the the crux of what you're talking about because, again, I think as people get sicker and their illness becomes more complex, we feel like we've got to get more complex in our approach. And in reality, right, we find it's really these very simple things that you can do every day. And I love the fact that it's not just something you need a doctor to do. You know, these are things you can do at home that are inexpensive and often free that help you become more resilient. I mean, that's that's what this whole show is about. It's like creating resilience in your body so that you can rebound from illness better and faster. And again, you just, you don't have to spend tens of thousands of dollars and make this, you know, so complex that you can't keep up with it. It's just such these few simple things. Do you have any other uh, tips? I know you're going to go so much more in your summit about it, but maybe uh, a couple of other things you're thinking about that, you know, people should be doing every day just to make their body healthier. Yes. You know, and let me, I, I didn't, it's almost one of the most important tipping points for me for this summit was it, like my family, uh, especially my dad. Uh, so, and sorry to go back on this. I just remember as you were talking and like the summit and the tips, and this is why is I remember talking to him, uh, years ago, he had prostate cancer. Um, and you know, this was, geez, how long ago was this? It was probably like five, six years ago. And he was trying to change his diet and he did, but then he felt like it, it, it's just too hard, right? To give right. up the, the bush light, to give up the, and he, he did great for a while, gave up the sweets. It, it, I want to help people see how easy or how simple it can be. It's going to take some effort, but it takes effort and discipline until it actually becomes a habit. Just like you and I have created these habits over time. If you saw what I was eating back in college, you're like, wow, I was just telling uh, a, a patient about that. I was like, we, again, it's not like I boom, changed all at once, but these little steps that we take. But I remember talking to him and he was asking me some questions. He's like, well, I don't want to give that up. And this was again, five, three, four, five years ago. And he wasn't unhealthy to the, to the naked eye, but his inside was unhealthy because of the you know, prostate cancer. Yeah. And I remember saying, well, if you don't want to give it up, you know, maybe that they'll put that on your gravestone. 
And looking back, I was like, maybe I shouldn't have said that because he, he was just asking for help. And just like everybody else, they don't know. So I, in fast forward to last year, he was in the hospital, isolated, um, comorbidity, and he, he didn't make it. And as he, and if I would have, can I look at him? I look at others where there's these simple nutrition swaps, like for him, especially like just instead of getting store-bought salad dressing, make your own. Well, my mom would make it. <laughs> he would just, eat it. you know, just simple things like, and this is a, like chewing your food. And I'm just looking at examples of my dad is chewing your food. He'd like to stand and eat and just inhale and just simple things like that. You don't even realize how big and how powerful it is. And I think like how you mentioned is we lose sight of the simple things because maybe they don't happen. They don't give the effect that they, we want instantaneously. Um, and, you know, Peter, Dr. Peter Kahn, he's on our Everyday Solutions Summit, and he goes over that digestion process and how it starts, well, it starts in the brain, but that in the mouth with chewing and how it gets the body ready to digest it. And how, you know, if it's not ready to digest or to absorb into our system and broken down in a certain way, well, then now leaky gut, leaky brain. And as you know, Dr. Tom explains in the summit, as I know you've said probably multiple times, and disease be begins in the gut, because if we're not breaking that down, it's getting all over. So that, I'm sorry to go back, but I just wanted to give credence to that and just give a little background on, you know, why I'm doing this, what it's for. And just even there was a simple tip, chew your food. <laughs> that was just a, a, a one-off there. Find, you know, find healthy alternatives to what you are doing. Like, let's just stick with nutrition. So I, I wrote this uh, guide as part of my coaching program. Uh, it's called Simple Everyday Solutions. Good title, right? And just the swaps that we can make as we're going through the grocery store, what to look for. And going through this process of, okay, and it's a thought process and looking at to know, okay, is this going to be healthy for me or is it not? So asking yourself, is it organic? You know, that's, that's the number one thing. And it's like a checklist. The more checks we have on this list, the healthier it's going to be for you. Is it organic? Is it non-GMO? It with non-GMO, it might not be. Well, if it's organic, it's non-GMO. We know, but it, if it's not organic, at least get it so it's non-GMO. Is it gluten-free? And as a bonus, is it grain-free? Especially if you have some sort of sensitivity to corn, because you know corn or quinoa, and I, and I do have a slight sensitivity to that when I eat too much quinoa or even just a, a serving or too much of it. I feel more fatigue, you know, the loss of energy. And this is organic as well. So great, gluten-free, grain-free, dairy-free, you know, asking yourself, is it non-dairy? There's so many healthy options that are non-dairy, but you also want to look at the ingredients because they could put fillers in them, like what, carrageenan and other things that you might be sensitive to. Uh, what's the next one? Oh, is it... Um, like, are there hydrogenated oils? Are there preservatives? Are there additives? Are there um, coloring? Oh my gosh. Uh, artificial colors, artificial flavors. Just watch out for those and avoid those as much as possible. Now, if you can't, or, you know, if you're in a bind, the more checks that you have on that list, 
the better and healthier it's going to be. You know, maybe it's not organic. Maybe it's not GMO. Maybe it is gluten-free. Maybe it is dairy-free. Well, that's better than just saying, well, I can't get it organic, so I'm just going to have these Doritos or I'm going to have, <laughs> uh, which, hey, I, I grew up on Doritos. I, I, but me too. Yeah. You know, the nacho cheese or the cool ranch. I don't want to make everybody hungry for that. But when you start to clean your, yourself up, now when I have a, like a Dorito or two, it almost tastes, you can taste the chemicals or at least I right. can. Yeah. You know, pizza is another one of those, those foods where, you know, when I have regular pizza and if it's not like a gluten-free crust or dairy-free and vegetables on there, it's like, you know, if it's a, a chain type pizza, it, it just, it does not satisfy my palate as well as it used to, which and everybody can get to that point. It just depends on how simple and consistent you are doing that. So hopefully that helps like my thought process and the thought process I have, you know, clients and uh, members and sub subscribers go through with that. And uh, so is there anything you want to add to that? Sorry, I just kept going on and on. No, I, it's all great. I mean, I like the fact, again, that these are simple, easy things to do that, again, don't require a lot of energy and effort, but they have such a profound effect on your body. And I like what you said that, you know, again, it's that that incremental daily change that adds up. In fact, I've been seeing this thing. It was all over Facebook today about, would you rather get a million dollars today or one penny that doubles every day for 30 days? And if you do the math, one penny doubles every day for 30 days ends up being $5.4 million. So this idea that we get this big reward right off the bat, more often than not doesn't happen. It's that, it's that slow change over time that allows our body to make adjustments if there's been illness or the cells aren't functioning the way they're supposed to. And although we want that magic pill, that wow that happens immediately, I think the reality, particularly if you've been dealing with a chronic illness, is that that's probably not going to happen. So I know how it is, you know, being someone who's dealt with my own chronic illness, you know, you, you want that change to happen quickly, but with the understanding is that it takes time for the body to heal and you just got to keep giving it the right tools, the right environment for that to happen. So if you're in the struggle with whatever you're dealing with, you know, just keep in mind that as you start making all these changes, it may not happen immediately, but you're going to find over the course of weeks and months that, that, that interest you're putting in is compounding and you're going to ultimately see the benefits. I mean, I love that because it's, it's, it's the concept of what instant gratification versus delayed gratification. And, and that's where the mindset part of it comes in is reminding yourself through, you know, the four pillar system. Again, it's the eliminate your limits, uh, uh, system. And again, I'm not gonna, I'll, I'll list them out here, but you'll have to watch the uh, everyday solutions for living a long, healthy life summit because Brian Grasso, who's the the founder of that, along with his wife, Carrie, Brian goes through that. He's actually my mentor, a great friend. I've known him for like 20 some years. And it's essentially reviewing your direction every day, you know, in the next 24 hours, what thinking about your goal and then what you want to accomplish. Number two is learning your language is, you know, and I'm just listing them out here, learning a language. We have to know what's holding us back a lot of times. And that's something I didn't you know, I would say affirmations and try to fight my way through and get motivated. And yet things wouldn't happen. You know, you might have short-term results, but you don't have long-term change. So learning your language is that inner dialogue that you have 
that's holding you back. Uh, three, imagine your outcome. So that's the 30,000 foot view. Like, what do you want to accomplish in your life? And then I think the most, that's why I saved this one for the last point. I think the most powerful one for everybody to get started on is counting your wins. And it's, it's not affirmations. And you said, you know, that magic pill, that big aha boom moment, counting your wins doesn't have to be this big aha win that you had. It's, I call it sometimes finding the evidence in, the, in your, your day of these little things that you've done to move you towards your goal. And if that's to get out of pain, what did you do today to get out of pain? Well, instead of having, you know, uh, a donut, I had an apple. Like though, just like that little thing. And even if you had a donut after you had the apple, that win, because then it, it programmed your brain to be like, okay, I want to keep doing that, rewarding myself with that in the brain. So that's where that mindset part of it comes in to where, okay, we're going to do this simply and consistently. And the, the change is going to come, especially counting your wins. It happens immediately. They're rewiring the brain, but you don't feel the effects immediately. It's that slow and consistent, or I should say slow, that simple and consistent. I don't know how long it's going to take for, for you or anybody else, but you actually have to give it an honest try. It's going to take longer than a day, typically, if it's a, a big change that you're trying to make or a, uh, even a small goal. It usually takes longer than a day of going through these four pillars. Right. Well, like I said, you know, it's an investment into your health. And uh, I love the fact that, you know, you shared, again, these very simple, I think, easy to do things. And, and I'm also kind of a big fan of like a gratitude journal. You know, you talk about these small wins, keep a list. You know, it, it may not seem like much, but yeah, today I, I walked around the house. Uh, today I, I folded laundry. Today I did something I wasn't able to do yesterday or I didn't do yesterday. Again, these little wins keep adding up and then the wins become bigger wins. And then you start, you know, able to set goals that you didn't think were achievable. And now you start achieving them. And, you know, it's all possible. Again, I say this over and over, you know, but I think the beauty of being human is that it's built into our DNA to heal. You know, we are programmed from birth to heal. We just got to give it the right tools to let the body do what it's designed to do. And there's all these obstacles sometimes get in the way. And I'm certainly not suggesting this is always easy. But again, I love that you're approaching this with a very simple uh, group of things that anyone can do. So for everybody listening, please check out you know, the simple everyday solutions to complex health problems. We're going to post a link in the show notes. You'll definitely going to want to check out the summit. Uh, Dr. Wolfert, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate you being here. Thanks so much.